1909, the first antimicrobial drug was developed by Sashiro Hana and Paul Ehrlich, who called it the magic bullet. The drug name was Salvarsin, and it was used to treat Treponema pallidum, the causative agent of syphilis. In the 1920s, a synthetic dye was found to be able to treat bacterial infections in mice. In 1928, Alexander Fleming accidentally discovered that a mold known as Penicillium notatum could inhibit bacterial growth, and this mold was later used to make the first natural antibiotic, penicillin. In 1946, Dorothy Hodgkin pioneered the development of semi-synthetic antimicrobials, in 1952, Selman Waxman recognized that soil bacteria could be used to produce natural antibiotics, streptomycin, and neomycin. Microbial is defined as an agent or compound that can be used to inhibit microbial growth or kill microbes. In regards to antimicrobial therapy, the main purpose of this therapy is to deliver a medication that will destroy an infectious organism without causing harm to the host. Ideally, an antimicrobial drug would be selectively toxic, meaning that it's capable of killing only the microorganism, and then of course killing or inhibiting the microbial cell without actually harming the host. The more similar the infectious organism is to the host, the more difficult it is to avoid adverse effects and host sensitivity to the drug. As Fungi are eukaryotic and their cells are very similar to human cells. It is often difficult to develop drugs with selective toxicity. Bacteriostatic drugs are those that stunt growth of the bacterial cell with bacterial growth capable of restarting after elimination of the drug. Bactericidal drugs kill their target bacteria. The decision of whether or not to use bacteriostatic or bactericidal drugs depends on the type of infection as well as the immune status of the patient. If you have an individual with a strong immune defense, bacteriostatic or bactericidal is often recommended. But if you have someone that is immunocompromised, it is essential for successful treatment that they be given a bacteriocidal drug. A narrow-spectrum antimicrobial target specific bacterial pathogens, so for example, like gram-negative bacteria only, whereas a broad-spectrum antimicrobial targets a wide variety of bacterial pathogens, like those that can be gram-negative and gram-positive. A superinfection develops when the antibacterial kills the protective microbiota, allowing other pathogens resistant to the antibacterial agent to proliferate and cause a secondary infection. Common examples of superinfections that develop as a result of antimicrobial usage include yeast infections, as well as pseudomembranous colitis. The use of broad-spectrum antimicrobials do increase the risk of a superinfection. In the diagram here, we have a normal microbiota with one opportunistic pathogen. What a broad-spectrum antibiotic can do is it can kill the non-resistant cells that are found in the normal microbiota, allowing for the drug-resistant pathogen to proliferate and, of course, cause illness for the individual. In regards to dosage and the route of administration, Dosage is the amount of medication given during a certain time interval. The route of administration is the method used to introduce a drug into the body. On the graph here, we have time on the x-axis, and on the y-axis, we have the plasma concentration of the drug. What you can see in this figure, in comparing the different routes of administration between oral IM, which is intramuscular, or IV, which is intravenous, of the three routes of administration, IV will allow for a quick delivery. The therapeutic index is the range of drug concentrations from the lowest amount required to be effective and the concentration at which the drug becomes toxic. The closer these two figures are to each other, the smaller the ratio, the greater potential for toxic drug reactions. Each class of antibacterial drugs has a unique mode of action. They can target cell walls, 
the plasma membrane or the cell membrane, protein synthesis, metabolic pathways, as well as nucleic acid synthesis. Drugs that target the cell wall usually target peptidoglycan to disrupt the cell wall synthesis. Cell wall inhibitors often lead to cell death by lysis, and the outer membrane of some gram-negative bacteria prevents some cell wall inhibitors from being very effective. Penicillins and cephalosporins are antibacterial drugs that can target the cell wall. Both of these antibiotics are beta-lactam antibiotics, and if you look at the structural diagram of the two, you'll notice that both of them contain a structure known as the beta-lactam ring, which is that square that you can see with a nitrogen and a double-bonded oxygen. Penicillins can be obtained naturally or synthesized in the lab. They block linking of peptide chains during the synthesis of new peptidoglycan, and they are bactericidal. Cephalosporins also disrupt new peptidoglycan synthesis. They are bactericidal, and there tends to be a greater diversity of cephalosporins than there are penicillins. Cell membrane inhibitors bind to specific targets in the cell membrane and cause the membrane to break, leaking out their contents, causing the cell to lyse. This is selectively effective for bacteria, most specifically gram-negative bacteria. An example of a cell membrane antibacterial drug is a polymyxin. These interact with the lipopolysaccharide of gram-negative bacteria and disrupt the outer membrane. These are narrow-spectrum antibiotics and they can be toxic to the kidneys. They have detergent-like properties in which they can disrupt the outer and the inner membranes of bacterial cells. The problem is that they are not selectively toxic for microorganisms, which is why they can be toxic to humans and target the cells in the kidney and the nervous system. Nucleic acid synthesis inhibitors interrupt RNA and DNA nucleic acid synthesis and can cause microbial death by stopping DNA replication or, or transcription. Some of them even have the ability to inhibit some of the enzymes that are useful for DNA replication, or they can stop RNA functioning. Antibacterial drugs that target DNA or RNA include fluoroquinolones and rifamycin. Fluoroquinolones inhibit the activity of DNA replication. They're highly potent, they are broad spectrum, they are toxic, and that side effects can include seizures or other brain disturbances. Rifamycin inhibits bacterial RNA polymerase and blocks transcription. It's considered to be narrow spectrum. Many drugs that interfere with protein synthesis interrupt translation by disrupting the function of prokaryotic ribosomes. Since mitochondria and eukaryotes contain their own ribosomes that are similar to prokaryotic ribosomes, these often can be damaged by these types of drugs as well. Examples of antibacterial drugs targeting protein synthesis include aminoglycosides, erythromycin, tetracycline, as well as glycylcyclines. Aminoglycosides often bind to the small ribosomal subunit and cause mismatches between codons and anticodons. These include streptomycin, gentamicin, and neomycin. These tend to be broad-spectrum, bactericidal, as well as toxic. Erythromycin binds to the large ribosomal subunit and blocks the elongation of amino acid chains. These are also broad-spectrum, bacteriostatic, and they have low toxicity. Tetracyclines bind to the small ribosomal subunit and block transfer RNA from associating with the ribosome. These are broad-spectrum, bacteriostatic, and toxic. Glycylcyclines block the small ribosomal subunit, they block tRNA from associating with the ribosome, and they are bacteriostatic. Drugs that block metabolic processes mimic substrates used by a particular bacterial enzyme through competitive inhibition. In order for the inhibition to work, the drug must be in a higher concentration than the substrate. Antibacterial drugs that target metabolic processes in bacteria are those that often target folic acid synthesis. Disruption of folic acid synthesis can affect the formation of nucleic acids in prokaryotic cells. A type of drug that targets folic acid synthesis includes sulfonamides or sulfa drugs. These 
of course, block the synthesis and are also bacteriostatic. Antifungal drugs are often made to inhibit DNA and RNA synthesis, inhibit mitochondria function, disrupt the cytoskeleton function, disrupt the cell membrane, or inhibit ergosterol synthesis, and the latter two are the most common. Antiprotozoan drugs can be produced to inhibit DNA synthesis, inhibit the electron transport chain in mitochondria, as well as inhibit folic acid synthesis. Antihelminthic drugs can be produced to inhibit cytoskeleton formation, inhibit ATP production, inhibit RNA synthesis. Antiviral drugs can be produced to block DNA replication, block viral attachment, block viral enzymes, inhibit membrane fusion, or inhibit viral uncoating. The problem is, is that many viruses mutate very quickly and can develop resistance in a short time, which is why multi-drug therapies are very common. Antimicrobial resistance is not a new phenomenon. In nature, microorganisms are constantly evolving in order to overcome the antimicrobial compounds. In this diagram here, we have natural selection occurring. In panel one, we have a diverse population of microorganisms. We have those shown in purple blue, which are normal, and those shown in orange that are resistant. This normal population is then bathed or covered in antibiotics. Many of the normal bacteria do not have antibiotic resistance, but there actually happens to be one that has resistance, and then of course the orange one that is resistant. The resistant bacteria multiply and become much more common and increase in population, and eventually this entire population evolves into resistant bacterial strains. Human development of antimicrobial drugs and their widespread clinical use has provided another selective pressure that promotes further evolution of microbes to be antibiotic resistant. There are several factors that can accelerate the evolution of drug resistance. One of them is the overuse and misuse of antimicrobials, followed by the inappropriate use of antimicrobials, Subtherapeutic dosing, patient non-compliance with the recommended course of treatment. Intrinsic drug resistance can occur when an organism is resistant to a drug based on physical structures. In this diagram here, we have two microbes that are being treated with an antibiotic, and what you can see that this antibiotic targets cell walls. The microbe that has a cell wall is going to result in cell lysis, but there is a cell that has no cell wall, and so it's intrinsically resistant to this anti microbial treatment. Acquired drug resistance occurs when an organism either develops a spontaneous mutation or acquires new genes from another source like horizontal gene transfer like conjugation or transduction and acquires that type of resistance. There are mechanisms that can confer drug resistance. The first one is the inactivation of a drug by an enzyme that renders it inactive. The second one can be that when a receptor that transport the drug is altered, the drug can no longer enter the cell, like in this diagram that we see here. A third one could be when the specialized membrane proteins activate and actually are capable of pumping the drug out of the cell, or the binding site on a target is altered so that the drug has no effect since it cannot bind. Or lastly, the drug has blocked the usual metabolic pathway so that the microorganism develops another alternate unblocked pathway that it can use to achieve the same outcome. Bacteria often use this type of method of drug resistance. Antimicrobial resistance is a global concern, mainly because it can result in prolonged illness or death of individuals. It results in high-risk prevention and treatment methods for infections, organ transplants, surgery, chemotherapy, as well as diabetes management, and it can increase the cost of healthcare. Strategies that can be used to reduce drug resistance, like public education about antibiotic abuse, limit the antibiotics that are used within animal feeds, the accurate use of drug by the patient, focus on research of antimicrobials that can be taken for less amount of time and have fewer side effects but 
capable of still treating the microorganism, or have accurate diagnosis by physicians to prescribe a more narrow-spectrum antibiotic that can target the specific pathogen rather than using a broad-spectrum antibiotic and affect many other microbes. However, when you look at the research, in recent decades, approvals of new antimicrobials by the FDA have steadily fallen. A lab technique that can be used to test for antibiotic resistance is known as the Kirby-Bauer technique, where bacteria are streaked on Mueller-Hinton agar, and antibiotic discs are placed on top of the streaked bacteria and allowed to grow for 48 hours. The zone of inhibitions, which is a clearing around the antibiotic disc, is then measured to determine whether or not the bacteria is resistant, susceptible, or intermediate. So what does the future look like for antimicrobial therapy? Well, it could mean that we could have different therapies that disable the host molecules that invaders used to enhance their pathogenicity or use bacteriophages that are extremely specific and can only infect one species of bacteria, leaving the rest of the microbiota alone. But what about probiotics? and prebiotics. Probiotics are live microorganisms that are often ingested to improve intestinal biota. They replace microorganisms lost during antimicrobial therapy. So far, they've been considered to be relatively safe, especially in individuals who are not severely immunocompromised, and examples include probiotic yogurts. Prebiotics are different. They're not microorganisms, but instead they contain non-digestible food products that encourage the growth of beneficial microbes in the intestine. This can include polymers of fructose that can encourage growth of microbes in the large intestine and discourage the growth of pathogens. But one thing to consider is that many probiotics are sold as dietary supplements, which does not require approval by the FDA before they are marketed.